Welcome to the Two Man Game podcast. Your hosts, Alex Weber and Cameron Goss. Uh, I was in our journalism class this week. We went over podcasting. Our teacher was telling us, you know, some tips. And I, was, I almost raised my hand and was like, hey, if you want some tips from, like, experts, like, I mean, me I've and kind I, of done I can like bring 20 my 20 plus videos <laughs> or podcast. I can bring my co host in and we can kind of, you know, give the class a lecture or something. <laughs> One of the things he said, he was like, He's like, you got to make sure you, you introduce yourself as the host. He, and I was like, mm, we never do that. For all they know, they don't even know our names, Cameron. Yeah. Or Goss, I'm sorry. I mean, well, Stage name. Well, all of our <laughs> listeners are frequent listeners, so they know. Yeah, we do. We got a, we got a thir- we got a estimated listening audience of about 40 per episode, <laughs> like, <laughs> according to, according to the, the analytics. You know, big analytics guys over here. They're um, very accurate. Yeah, we support the Blake Snell decision. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're going to talk some the college college basketball is is on a little scheduling frenzy right now. Um, some people are saying it's it's a mess, it's a disaster. Some are say, some are excited, others are saying bring it on the madness. This is madness. Um, and then we're going to talk some Louisville, Kentucky, and then do some dra- a little draft game where we pick guys who we think are going to outperform the current consensus regarding their stock and how they'll. How their careers will go in the NBA. So I guess first, Goss, um, UK and UVL are local teams we're going to talk about here for about 10, 20 minutes. If you want to skip past our, our little local extravaganza, you can. Um, what do you mean skip past it? If, I mean, oh, if we, have, we have a national audience. We get, we get listeners worldwide, actually. Costa Rica, Taiwan, Philippines, you know. Um, All Androids. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people listening on Android, from what I can tell. Um <laughs> So, so, so if you don't necessarily care about Louisville and Kentucky basketball specifically, which if you're a college basketball fan, I, I would think you do, <laughs> at least a little bit, um, then you can skip past. But I guess we should mention that they both schedule made scheduling changes. Um, Kentucky, the CBS Sports Classic, the which usually happens annually in December between it's a four team event between Kentucky, UCLA, North Carolina, and Ohio State. Usually two matchups rotating. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced that's going to happen this year, December 19th. Yeah. North Carolina and Ohio State are going to play in basketball. I know this is the one year where it would actually be an exciting football matchup, too. But they're going to play in basketball. No, North Carolina sucks. But yeah, we'll see if North Carolina can avenge last year's <laughs> embarrassment. Um, and then Kentucky's going to play the Fighting Mick Cronins of UCLA. Uh, so that's two, that's, two, that's two great matchups. And, I mean, you look at that day. Someone tweeted this out. Uh, earlier in the day, we get Gonzaga, Iowa, Goss, a little Luca Garza, Drew Timmy action for you. Okay, yeah. potential national player of the year candidate, yes. Drew Timmy and Luke yeah. Garza, yeah. As, Luca mm-hmm. Garza, as mm-hmm. you said last podcast, yes. Timmy was one of your guys. Yeah. And then later that night, we get the SEC championship in football. So it'll be a it'll be a whimsical day, <laughs> college sports landscape. Um, and then Louisville, Louisville's MTE, which you just learned multi-team meant multi team event. event. So stupid. It- well, from I, I was trying to figure it out so long. I, they don't, they I had say, no idea. They say either. MTE. They don't say like what MTE stands for. And I saw one tweet, and they were like, "They're like multi-team event." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Just call it a bubble. That's yeah. what it is. That's why they're doing it." Well, henceforth on this podcast, <laughs> we'll be calling it the Louisville Bubble. The AC, but uh, other than that, well, they all right. So they added Seton Hall today. I, that's a great addition. Yeah, that's better um, than any team in ours besides your Richmond. They, they thought they were. <laughs> um. They thought they uh, lost Western Kentucky. They got them, lost them, got them again, lost them again. Oh wait, so Western Kentucky's back? And they Kentucky's officially back. signed it. Yes, yeah. 
I know, I know there and have been a lot of back and forth on it's that. It's good. Like, Will they or won't they? they? No, our MT is pretty good. A lot of teams. There's four teams of mid-majors that are favorites in their conferences. Like UNC Greensboro is. Uh-huh. Winthrop is. Hmm. I don't know the other ones. It might be like Duquesne. It's a Jeff Goodman tweet is what I saw. Yeah, I'm looking through Jeff Goodman's tweets um, right now. Anyway, we're going to play the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And there's a lot of good Big Ten teams. You got Iowa, mm-hmm. Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, I don't know. We'll see. The Big Ten should be good again. Last year was, uh, I think, by far the best conference in the country last year. Mm-hmm. Especially no, if you look at like, just the amount of talent and big men they had. Oh, Wisconsin's good. Yeah, too. Wisconsin. Everybody's expecting top 10. I hope we top play 10. Iowa, honestly. I want to play Iowa. I want Iowa. You should. Give me Iowa. Give People me are all high on Iowa. We'll see if they can defend. I mean, we've we've it's talked a, about gonna, our hatred of it's Iowa. It's likely going to be a road game, too. Um, Unless they do some, like... Um, okay, so, I guess, yeah, Louisville's... What's, what does Louisville's the rest of their uh, non-conference slate look like? You got that MTE well, the game against Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. That's, I mean, ACC Big Ten Challenge. We don't know. Uh, outside of that, they don't really know. Like... It's really just, they don't, I haven't seen, like, a definitive, like, we're playing this team, we're playing this team. Mm-hmm. I know we're playing Seton Hall, playing Kentucky, uh, some Big Ten team. That's all I know right now. Um, yeah, they just announced Kentucky was playing Texas in our, um, like, SEC Big 12 Challenge. But outside of that, the MTE, what if the Champions Classic still happens and the CBS Classic, like, for us, that's it. With the, I mean... Uh, it's not going to be a huge non-conference well, slate, which, I mean, you can expect. According to this Courier-Journal article, we're looking for 27 games. That's, like, that's, that's including, like four less than that's usual. That's including ACC. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. I mean, also. You think, I, but I think they're playing yeah. a bigger ACC conference. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. So it's like Kentucky ACC or uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge. So that's two. Mm-hmm. And you got, like, I think we're playing five games out of the multi-team event. That's seven. <laughs> so 20 ACC games. That's brutal. That is brutal. But we, actually, I think we moved to 18 last year. You did, because it used to be, what, 16? So it's only, two, yeah, it was 16 or 15. So it's eight. So it's only two more than it was last year. But last year sucks because we played like. You had all the good teams twice Florida State yeah. twice, Virginia twice. Duke. Only Duke once. Nah. North Carolina once. But North Carolina was one. But we always, we always play Florida State and Virginia twice every year. Is that like your all's two teams that they like yeah, when they much. made the contract? And like, I think Virginia Tech. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's just talk about the Louisville basketball team in general. Uh, I think I think excitement is building after a kind of a summer of uncertainty um, with you know the the whole roster and you didn't really necessarily know what you're no do clue. at yeah. the big man <laughs> position outside of Williams. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, what are you hearing? Um. So every year Louisville does the. This gold jersey, so it was like the performer of the week, mm-hmm. and it's like a big deal. Like you get like accolades, you're posted on Twitter, which yes. is a big deal, I guess. Now we used to do and, that at St. Michael and it's football. Usually, you get it's the white usually jersey, like yeah. you, you know, it's mixed in with everybody. This year, it's only been Carly Jones. Every every practice, he's wearing the gold jersey. Hmm. So meaning he's playing the best. He's the leader. Leader, not only the leader, but. Like even like Sam Will had a week, David Johnson had a few last year. Jordan Moore mm-hmm. had a lot. Yeah, Malik Williams had a lot. 
but nobody else has gotten it other than Carly. Not that I've seen. So that's big. And then apparently Carly's playing out of his mind, like some of the best basketball on the team. Mm-hmm. Malik's going to do what he does. I saw a thing like that Mike Rutherford tweeted out today. He was like, yeah. normalize Malik Williams' defensive skills tweets or something. And it was like... <laughs> Malik Williams as one of the best defenders in guarding all three levels. Yeah. So, I guess. Especially in the okay. post. <laughs> yeah, no, it said 52% at, from, like, the two-point, like, art, like, in mm-hmm. the paint. Oh, within the block which charge? Is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, haven't heard much about Sam Williamson. I don't that kind of concerns a, me. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, David Johnson, I'm not concerned about. Had uh, Jalen Withers. Really athletic, apparently. Six eight forward. Well, yeah, he, he, he grew stood like out two in inches. last year. He grew it two inches, so he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Him growing two inches plus um, Travis Graff, who's a reporter, rivals reporter for now both Louisville and Kentucky, has raved about him several times over the yeah. summer, talking about his improvements. And yeah, you talk about Carly Jones. Uh, from everything you read, it, it seems like he's probably going to be your all's best player. Yeah. Um, and even like looking at like. Advanced analytics, like even at Radford, love this guy. Like they don't always love those shifty, like short guards that score a whole bunch at smaller schools. But advanced analytics love this guy. His efficiency, mm-hmm. his plus minus, like compared to the rest of his teammates, like it's just like night and day. Well, like he's the only saving grace when on he, the Radford team. When he came into uh, Louisville, everybody was like, "Oh, can he shoot?" And then apparently he's been like, when people watching him, he's like just knocking them down mm-hmm. from like five feet behind the line, like just. No hesitation, and they're like, he makes it like every time. And they're like, what the hell? Um, we'll see. So I would assume just he, a lot of he could score twenty points a game, and that wouldn't honestly shock me. I mean, that's what he's done the past couple of years. I mean, admittedly at a much smaller school and a smaller conference, but um, we've seen we've seen grad transfers come up and, and outperform where they were the year before. You know, the Louisville might have had the might have the most success of any team with grad transfers. Uh, that's that, that's Damian Lee. Very possible. How many grass finishers can you think of it that is actually in the NBA? Oh, um, Brandon Clark. I think. Okay. Yeah. If you look at Gonzaga, then last year they had oh, what was his name? Who's their grad transfer last year? Why can't I think of him? Oh, the guard. I know. Gilder. Edmond Gilder from Texas A and M. He was good. Yeah, he was. He good. was but he was already yeah, good at a right. power five. But aside from Clark, yeah, you're Damian right Lee. About this. Uh, Trey Lewis were like the. Two best players on a team that was the top 10, 15 team. Lee's, Lee's, I think he's literally one of the best players you had all of last decade. That dude should just fill it up. Oh, he, that game against Michigan State where Damian Lee and Trey Lewis combined for like 60 points. And we lose at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Like, but Michigan State at Denzel Valentine. Uh, Trice, I think, maybe. Travis Trice. They had those forwards. Yeah, the Valentine. Yeah, Deontay I mean, Davis, Valentine was I think. A, he was a two-time, like. Uh, player of the year player candidate, the year, guy yeah. who finished like second in voting one year. He might have even won it that year. They lost in the first round at Middle Tennessee. Uh, Kristen Cunningham is underrated. He, was, he averaged he was what, good. 12, 13 a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really, your only ball handler that year too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kimball was has been good in big games. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think he'll he might be the best in the MAC era. He yeah. is the best in the MAC era. And then Charles Minlin. You're not expecting him to be a star, I don't expect a much, but I've heard that he just does everything you will, we will need him to do, I guess. 
he's like a, a if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, he's like a Lou Dort. Oh yeah, just hard nose, get to the basket, play mm. tough defense. Like might take some shots that are questionable, might might like launch it from two feet behind the three point line. But you know what? You you take it because he does all the other stuff and is one of the hardest <laughs> workers on the team. Sets the tone. Mm-hmm. That Sutton role that you're oh, yeah. now going to be missing. All right. Well, I have to get this little gym out of oh, the Oh, yeah, you're your gym. You're hyping it up pre-show. So, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, I was thinking about Louisville basketball, and I was like, when was the last time we played? So, our last game was senior night against Virginia Tech. Okay. Right? Um, we, we were killing them. And uh, towards the end of the game, David Johnson gets a rebound, mm-hmm. kicks it out to Keith Odo. Otto. He's a senior. Uh, grad transfer yeah. senior. Walk on, right? Walk on. Grad transfer senior walk on. <laughs> Hits the shot. Last oh, yeah. second. Like fans, players go crazy. Mm-hmm. Mac goes crazy. Yes. Another another thing for none other than Keith Otto. Yes. O D D O. I think it's Otto. You know where he went? Where? To college? Richmond. Oh wow, <laughs> man! Richmond. The best of both worlds for you know what he averaged at Whit- Richmond. Goss, uh, what? How much? In his best best season, two points. One point. Oh shoot! <laughs> One point. <laughs> yeah. Keith Otto. I guess he was a walk on there too. Maybe who knows? <laughs> he was a walk on there, but he wasn't that bad. He was our best walk on. All right, so Louisville. I they. I mean, look, we've talked. Uh, several times about how we think this year is a lot better than last year in college basketball. There's a lot of a lot of teams that return. There's a lot yeah. that return veteran, good players, a lot of good freshman leading teams. Um, so I, I I mean they might not start the year in the top twenty five. Who knows? But I, I I think they'll be a factor throughout the year. Whether they're like on the fringe in it, like you know, I'm play Iowa so bad. Hey, prove prove it. I will. We like we don't like Iowa as much. All right, um, but okay. So here's here, I I've heard some things for, about Kentucky in the recent weeks. Some that concern me. Some and for the most part, things that um, make me want to jump out of my pants. Um, so first of all, I'll get the I'll get the bad news out of the way. Uh, apparently, Keon Brooks is dealing with a little little thing, little injury or no, no, yeah, a little leg injury. I I, I mean. Kind of concerning. You want to, He's your only only returning player practically. He's the only he's the returning. Only one you know what you're definitely gonna get. Like regardless I mean, of beyond that, he's the only one that played minutes last year. <laughs> like Dante Allen's coming back, but from what I hear, he's still way behind a lot of the other guys at like yeah. everything except for shooting the basketball. Mm-hmm. So like I don't even think we'll need him this I year. I don't think Dante Allen's gonna be there. But I've said that like since he like, went there at the at beginning. the beginning of the season. You know? I, I I don't know. No, like if this season is just a bench warmer again, transfer. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I, I've, that's I've believed that since he committed there because he's he's so good. I think he is, but mm-hmm. he's just always behind, just shit ton of talent. I mean, and he's not a super athlete, and that's kind of if you're not a super athlete at Kentucky, you really have to bring it in other categories. So, like if he's like a forty five percent shooter, then yeah, maybe he'll get on the court. But that's that's a lot to ask for a redshirt freshman. Be good at defense. Yeah, and from what I can tell, he's just kind of a little behind. Mm-hmm. The other small thing, so we got those two out of the way. Um, BJ Boston's got a little finger injury. Not too concerned, but that's about it. That's all. That's a all the negative vibes. Injury, small and finger injury. And a, Keon Brooks leg injury, and then Allen's a little behind. That's what I got in terms of negative. But okay, so I've been hyping up BJ Boston. I think he's going to be you know one of the best sco- the best score we've had since probably Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. You know just. 
incredible one-on-one score, all three levels, as they like to say. Get to the rim, can pull up mid-range. His little, his his step back is like a little odd, but it's so smooth. It's so unguardable. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, the stuff I'm hearing about Terrence Clark is I, I don't I don't really know what to make of it because they're everybody pretty much is just like yeah he's as talented as anybody that's ever walked onto this campus. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he's got the talent of Anthony Davis, but you know he's from. Just reading the tea leaves from what the coaches say, they don't say they don't come out outright and say it. But he just seems a little like he's probably a little immature. Maybe some bad decisions. Try some stuff he shouldn't. He's not all the way there as a decision maker. But the talent is there. He's a freshman. And so if if like, yeah. as good as I think Boston's going to be, and he's been named third team All American preseason by mm-hmm. Jeff Goodman and so CBS Sports. Jones. Yes, as him and Carly Jones. But they have the second guy Clark, who they say is maybe even a little more talented than Boston. Just not all the way there yet from a decision making maturity standpoint. I mean, you have those two guys. Then we got the news about Saar being eligible, who was thirteen and ten at Wake Forest for mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I just, I, you'd be silly to rank them outside of the top five. Um, what are your thoughts on Jacob Toppin? I'm just curious because, because uh, he came out at he was at Dayton, right? I don't know how. No, much... he's at Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Why did oh, Ob Toppin? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Rhode Island, he did, did. How much did he like do there? Not a. He averaged like six points a game. But what I'm hearing about Toppin is well, that's the that's not doesn't really matter. He okay. So I was looking at, but they, he looks the part. Like he looks oh, really athletic. He's like six. They four. say he's the most athletic guy in the team, and we've got Clark in Boston and all all the, like Isaiah Jackson, who I think is going to be just a stud from day one. Like I know he might not be able to score or like have any skill, but. You Isaiah Jackson's going to be so incredible. Oh, he's going to be such a good shot blocker. He's like Marcus Lee with like, I don't know, <laughs> better jumper, more athletic, Probably taller. More yeah. And longer. Longer, everything. Um, but no, with Toppin, oh, I don't think Toppin's going to be... I love Isaiah a, Jackson because he was... A, a, when I, like, I like scouted him because Louisville Oh yeah, Louisville, offered him. Yeah, was and he, in on him. he's just like a rim-running, shot-blocking mm-hmm. center. Or like he's raw, forward. but his athleticism will put him on the field. I mean, on the court. <laughs> well, at Kentucky, you know, they love the transition. Mm-hmm. He's going to be so good at that. That's why oh, yeah. I felt like, did we, we, you didn't see a lot of transition last year, did you? No. Because you, usually you have seen transition. We haven't seen have it the last of, two years. You have, when you have really, really good wings mm-hmm. and really good, just big men that can run the floor. And a point guard that really gets it out of transition. That. Yeah. Like, Higgins is more of a slow down type guy. You know, you couldn't really run. Quigley was just a. Efficient, like I don't know, like he's not like a flashy guy. He's more of a half court player. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't, you haven't seen him out of Kentucky, so I think it's going to be a completely different team. And I think, oh yeah, John Calipari has way more success with those type of teams with turn defense and mm-hmm. offense because that team last year was a really good defensive team, mm-hmm. and, they, and they played so well. They like just watching good, them play, watch it. Yes, they were. No, no, like just, overall, I'm saying. Oh on yeah, de- yeah, yeah, on defense, they really grinded. Yeah, well, like. Watching them live is a whole different thing than watching them because I rewatched the Louisville Kentucky game and like yeah. live they're just they get after those guards. Well, yeah, like and both teams did in that game. Oh like, yeah, that was one was of the best lot, games of the college basketball season. There was a lot of fouls that weren't called, but I'm <laughs> yeah. fine with it. But I'm fine with it. Usually but, there's too many, so I'm happy to yeah. have the whistle. Better than not like too. Yeah, exactly. Where was I going with that? <laughs> defense, just in defense, person. like, but. They didn't turn defense into offense, and that might be where they were lacking. You're and right I, about that. This they will this year. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to be better because they don't have those on-ball defenders that I know of that are like as yeah. good as Ashton Hagens or Quickly mm-hmm. was. And even like, Maxi Richards was great too. at defender yep. at the rim. 
But I don't. But in terms of defense and the offense, they could definitely be better. Yeah, the only guy who really turned defense into offense, like our only transition points came from Hagen's pickpocketing people, which <laughs> I mean he did that a couple times a game usually, so you could rely on that. But no, I mean you usually see great transition teams are just big and like fast and like athletic. So and then last year or last two years really, we haven't been a transition team because you had. Reed Travis and P.J. Washington were like our anchors, and our best offense was Washington post Usually it starts and, yeah. with the big men that can run the floor. Because yeah. Richards can, but I don't think he did something. He's like, he he's like doesn't look no, confident. He, he got it. much, much better at it last year, but he's still not somebody who's that fluid. No. And that's he what doesn't look fluid either. And with Jackson, like you, you've got a guy who's going to be flying. You can throw alley-oops to him from anywhere. Um, I don't know much about, who do I not know about? A mince? Mintz. I People think Mintz is going to start at point guard. I mean, maybe. I, I just don't think when don't he's know. on the court, he'll be a ball handler. Because I think, why would you take the ball out of Boston and Clark's hands when Mintz is just much better served as a spot shooter? I feel like shooter? Mintz is, isn't needed on this team. I, I, Unless he provides a role that is really missing. But I don't what's missing that he provides? Well, it may not mean necessarily a certain combination of skills or anything. But like you just look at our guard lineup outside of... Ask you, we don't have a single guy under six foot seven. Yeah, but so you just need that extra. Of, He's the only other point guard on the roster. And yeah, so like, in and terms of ball handling, though, like because you got Devin Askew and Clark and Boston should Clark ball handle Boston. a lot. Mm-hmm. But I guess you get somebody off the bench to do it. But still, like you're still gonna be playing Boston and Clark. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming thirty plus minutes a game. Askew yeah. twenty probably at least. I mean, yeah, and Askew might be slow to come on, so that's where maybe Mens is playing a lot of minutes early in the season. Else. Like, I know. No, that's for our guards. That's really it. We just what about wings? Um, Clark, Toppin, Boston, Boston, uh, Brooks, Brooks. Yeah, he's yeah. A forward, so though, I mean, but, but no. But back to your same Toppin. Um, what I, I was looking at, like they they released the official roster, and last year Jacob Toppin was listed at Rhode Island at six foot seven. Um, this year in the official UK roster, he's listed at six foot nine, and with how athletic we already know he is, um, that's a huge mm. jump. And also, I mean. They got him a waiver, but their original plan was to not get him one. But then they did that thing where they're going to extend everybody's well, eligibility to anybody. Anyway. So he, the, the family was like, hey, why don't you just go ahead and do it? And Cal's like, yeah, we'd be happy to have him this year. I mean, yeah. you got Brooks with this injury. I mean, you hope that doesn't it's, linger, yeah. but it's insurance for any of if those guys that get injured. Um, but I, I'd say Toppin's more down-the-road type guy. Um, so and if he a, keeps growing, I mean, who knows? Well, yeah, finding a position. Well, him and uh, you mentioned Jackson are going to – I feel like it might be hard for them to get on the floor because mm-hmm. they're both okay. So Jackson's behind who? Sar and Brooks. Sar and Brooks, yeah. You're good from. And then we got and Lance Ware. We haven't even mentioned Lance Ware. Yeah, that's who I was forgetting. And then uh, and Cameron Fletcher. He's another guard. That's I. Yeah, I kind of did forget about him. Uh, he, he's the, the forgotten one, honestly. Well, like they're gonna all be fighting for like Lance Ware and Jackson are gonna be fighting for playing time. And I think I have a feeling Jackson. Who's gonna be the third one? It's probably gonna be Jackson, right? Yeah, I would assume. Because I don't think... If you put Calvary's Brooks at the not going to play yeah. two, like, two freshmen if he's got... Like, the Sar and Brooks. Sar and Brooks. Yeah. Unless um, they slide Brooks up to the three if Allen or Fletcher just really can't cut it and we need spot-up minutes there. But I, there's some but, versatility. Yeah. Um, I think I, I this is as excited as I've been in a while for a UK team just because, I mean... I swear you look at <laughs> I think it's gonna be so fun. Look at all the games on the schedule. Like, November sure, they started to, they started canceling all those or some of those Orlando events, but like, there's still so many good games on the they schedule. They did a uh, Fort Myers in multi-team event. It yeah, was and like all, Gonzaga, a lot of Kansas, rescheduled. Auburn. Oh yeah. And then they threw in like 
Maybe it was BYU or something like that. It wasn't BYU. I can't remember. It was like some really out of place team. St. Louis, maybe. I mean, they're supposed to be one of the best teams in the A10. They're gonna be challenging your spiders for supremacy. And then, <laughs> oh man, man, the A10, Dayton, St. Louis, Richmond. Gosh, come on. Rhode Island isn't Rhode um, Island in it. Rhode Island, who, yeah, they got those Mitchell twins transferring from Maryland. Plus, they returned Fast Russell, so they're gonna be fun. Um, God, it it is going to be. I think it'll be a fun, fun year in college basketball. Plus, they've got this time in December and early, or I guess late November and December to capitalize on. Usually you have NBA going on. This year you're not. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a time, especially midweek, they, they can really you capitalize. You have a ton of games on. Especially with, I mean, there's so many good, like big names returning this year. I mean, we had Garza, Ayo DeSumo, Creighton's got all their guys back. I mean, Gonzaga's going to be loaded. Kansas is a veteran team. Yeah. Duke has Wendell Moore and Matthew Hurt back. I mean, Kentucky's got star freshmen. It's, yeah, Cade Cunningham will be playing. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of storylines to look forward to, especially like I mean, if you're just an NBA fan, who wants to see, hey, who are the next stars going to be coming out of college? Like, uh, there's a lot of them this year. It's not a bad. It's not going to be a bad draft class, like the one we're about to talk about. Oh, I want to mention something quickly. Duke, underrated team this year. I'm. I just. I can't. I need to see how Stewart and Mark Williams and Stewart, Matthew Hurt play. Stewart, it could be. He's the wild card. The to freshman me. of the year in the ACC. He's a wild card because man. I that's so that that's why my um, beliefs about them is so I'm so high on them. I guess I heard it's good things about Stewart. Stewart apparently he's not he just he's a knockdown like, shooter. Knockdown shooter, mm-hmm. and if you see how physically big he is, it mm-hmm. looks like he has the ability to play with guys bigger than him and to get to the rim really well and finish really well. Go into the room, he's got some of that Kobe White to him where he's just kind of like just really aggressive and quick and like knows how to finish. Who's smooth. their other guard? That... Jeremy Roach? Yeah. Don't, I don't know. I just think Stewart will play ahead of Roach at some point. I think they're going to need to play them both unless Goldwire is like playing Well, we got Window Moore. Yeah, he'll play the three, I would assume. Mark um, Williams, the five. But I just... They're going to need... They've got Jalen Johnson, too, obviously, who... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to play four and then hurt at the five. Yeah. They have... To me, they have a lot of a lot of talent. I just don't know if their pieces necessarily fit as well as a Kentucky or a Kansas or a Gonzaga yet. But, I, I mean, it's very, very... Lo- they have as much talent as those teams. It's just seeing which guys pop and which don't, whether Hurt becomes, like, this 15-a-game scorer that can actually survive on defense. I think, I think and, you have a you know. better chance of more turning into a 15-point scorer than Hurt. Because yeah, Hurt is possible. very inconsistent. I, he is. Like, I've watched a decent amount. And he's of not he's great very, at getting his own shot. He, yeah. I mean, look at him. Like, he's really skinny. I never understood why he was so high rated. <laughs> he's just a really good shooter. Like, yeah, and he's 6'10", so. I mean, like, and, and he can shoot over anybody. Um, yeah. Like, in high school level. Um, All right. But that's the thing. If he's not hitting jump, if he's not hitting, hitting jumpers, then he's mm-hmm. so irrelevant in the game. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, you make the point. I mean, he's not just—he's just not doing a ton if he's not making his shots. And also, like, if he's your center, defensively and rebounding wise, like, I, I don't know if that cuts it. That's gotta, why I think I was reading. Gotta uh, be Mark Williams. Yeah, I was reading one of the athletics previews of them, and and they're like, yeah, Mark Williams is the big question. Can he be that rebounding, consistent presence without getting killed in the other aspects? I feel like good Duke teams—they always have a good center, but they're still their key is still their guards. Mm-hmm. It's all like. We saw last year, Carrie and Jones. Yeah, they, yeah, but they, 
they weren't great. Like, they weren't going to go mm-hmm. anywhere. I, I was just think. saying that dynamic. You look at, like, but carries a great big man, but Jones was the key. Guard. Yeah. yeah. Jones was by far the mm-hmm. most key, the key player. Because Vernon Carey was easier to stop than Jones, in my opinion. He was just a less efficient Marvin Bagley. He was a little bit bigger He'd and also slower. also got in foul trouble a lot. That's true. Because Trey Jones could guard mm-hmm. best guard on an opposing team, and I think that's extremely valuable because yes. you don't need a big, a good, big defensive man, mm-hmm. I guess. If you can stop yeah. him at the point of attack. Yeah. I guess that's what makes... I think makes... A, a good defensive guard is better than a good defensive big man, if that makes sense. You think in college? Well, yeah, because, so. I mean, a lot of the guys who pop off in college are those, like, little shifty guards. If you have that, someone that can like, shut them down... Like, other than Luke Garza, but, like, like who's the big man that's just unstoppable? Like, he just puts up a ton of points, three-pointers, driving to the rim. Like, you don't see him very often. Like, I mean... Because, like, a guard, you have to you have to guard three levels, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big man, most of the time, you just guard... Plus, the big men are, are less developed and skilled at, a, at the college level. Because anyway, most of them are still learning. These guards, like... To get to be an elite why, guard in college, you have to be a very smart and veteran and hardworking that's, that's player. That's why Obi Toppin was so great because who's going to guard a six ten guy that's athletic yeah. and crazy can do? It's only one guy. Stuff. It was Yudoka Azubuki. He's the only guy that could guard him. All right, for another example, you go to oh, shit. We'll talk about Anthony Edwards. Like, I mean, he didn't pop off every game, but mm-hmm. he was he was still pretty good. But this, that's the thing. Like, you put an elite elite defensive guard on him. Or mm-hmm. shit, anybody that. Like Hagen's played against Kobe White, yeah. or uh, who was the one guy? Because um, we already compared each other, Lonzo Ball and uh, Darren oh Darren Fox, Fox yeah. That's you, all it takes. Elite, def- if you have an elite defensive guard, because I mean they say it every year. It's a cliche when it comes to college basketball, but they say, oh, the guards you win championships with your guards. Um, and if you've got guys who can shut the guards down and make the big men try to score, like that's just not typically how the how the games won in, mm. in the tournament. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to talk some draft? Yeah. All right, we've got we're gonna do a little thing uh, where we we are picking players that we believe are undervalued so right now in current draft coverage. Whether that's mock drafts, just consensus ranking among the experts, you know what teams and scouts think of these guys. But a, as two college experts, <laughs> guys who mm. watch college basketball and say, "Look at that guy, he's better than people give him credit for." Yeah. Um, we're gonna pick guys. We're gonna pick a couple guys who aren't necessarily regarded as top 10, 15 guys that we think can be possibly become all stars, or even I, I guess like like a Donovan Mitchell type, Bam out of bio, you know those guys who get picked late lottery, you know maybe on the fringe of the lottery and boom into all stars. And we're gonna pick a couple guys we think maybe not even like first round guys who we think could become you know reliable starters for a long time in the league. Yeah. And then we're gonna do some deep deep sleepers, so, like guys <laughs> that like you might might not even be on anybody's board. Nobody's bored. <laughs> Nobody's bored. Like my last year thing with Tariq Owens and Matt Mooney. <laughs> yeah. I and love to be fair, they both got two-way deals, and Tariq Owens played some NBA minutes, man. My guy. All right. Matt, yeah. Goss, you're first. You would do it. What are we you're, doing you're, first? We'll do all-stars. We'll go down the ladder. That's a, that might be the hardest one. I actually think this draft has some guys I can see I can see like popping later in that. So we have two or one? I'll do um, two. Yeah, you, yeah, you just I'll do two just, of them. I'll at just once. name them and then we can talk about. Them. Okay. Uh, they're because they're around after the lottery, still like late first mm-hmm. round, mid late first round. Uh, I got Sadiq Bay. Oh, I and love him. Tyrese Maxey. Damn it, Maxey <laughs> is my favorite player in this draft in terms of like undervalued. Dude, the, the, 
he's so good at creating his own shot. He was played so out of position. They played him at small forward, and he was the third ball handler. I mean, it was ridiculous. Who? He's the he's the best at creating a shot. One of the, probably mm-hmm. might be one of the best at creating his own shot in the draft. In the draft, in general, he's got good size. Uh, I think he can play one or two. But like you said, he was out of position, and he'll play his, one or two the needed position. He's combo guard. Yeah, I mean, he can play point guard. He can play shooting guard. He's a competitive defender. He's super athletic, and yeah, he creates own shot. Uh-huh. His numbers don't look great, especially from three. But you know what? I think that I, he's a good shooter. He's, he's also plays big in big games. Yes, you yes. need that type of guy. You need those types of guys in the playoffs. You, you need a guy like Tyler Hero to go off in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Tyler Hero very big, similar prospects. I think. big reason Miami got the in, in this mock draft. He's projected to Miami. Oh wow, that would just be <laughs> yeah. Talk about a dream come true for for our BBN fans. Sadiq Bay, I like him just. because... I didn't realize how tall he he's was. He's so physically imposing when you look he's at him. He's 6'8", 215. He's big. <laughs> I just, he's don't just He doesn't have yeah. one glaring like, oh, it's a tough... No we, no holes in his he's, games. He's, his game. he's athletic, but that's... I don't know. He's He just is... I, I do not see a scenario where he fails because he's a very consistent shooter. His Sounds form like is incredible. Worker. Yeah. yeah, tireless worker you hear from Jay Wright. His body is just an NBA body. Like that's all there is to it. I mean, I think he'll have more success than even a McCall Bridges, who was better in college, but just because Bay's bigger and his shot's Bridges a little came higher out after his junior year, senior year. Junior year. Okay, so he's a year younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bridges was really good with the Suns in the bubble, and it looks like he's gonna have a breakout year next year as maybe a six man type deal. So uh, he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you, you can go ahead and all right, yours, even though I still my guy. Know. Oh gosh. Okay. So my my guy who I think is gonna could be a star. Uh, I really are an all star. God, this is like really kind of far out. Um, my first one is going to be um, wait, where, where was he? Oh, Jemias Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my second one is going to be one Cole Anthony. Oh God. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I'm gonna switch Ramsey because. I'm I like a, Ramsey, I'm a though. <laughs> I'm going to sw- switch Ramsey for Precious Achua. Okay. No, I, you've talked about Precious Achua. And you convinced me, too. I, I, I think I Precious like is just such a... like He just has so much Siakamness to him. Like He's a little raw and doesn't really know what he is yet. Mm-hmm. But the dude put up numbers, 16 he and 10. He played his ass off. He yeah. plays his ass off. Like, when Wiseman went down, they are like, Hey, man, you're going to be the center now. I know you're kind of like a small forward, power forward, but just be the big man. He's like, all right, whatever, fine. I'm grab 10 boards a game. He's wiry. He's athletic. I think he's so raw and has so much farther to go in his development. <laughs> um, so that's a guy NBA I would really bet on. According to this site, Gerald Wallace. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Gerald Wallace was a salt, like the best player on like a, didn't he take the Bobcats too? Like, <laughs> he helped take the Bobcats. First, Him and Ben first, Gordon. <laughs> their first playoff appearance in years. like Maybe franchise history. Who knows? Yeah, Bobcats haven't been around that long. Bobcats, yeah. Um, and I don't think the Horns have even gone. Unless Kimbo took up one time or two. No, I just like Achua. I think he can also, like, his defensive analytics aren't great, and people are like, oh, he makes mistakes. Well, you know what? I, I think he's, he's really young, and I think he'd teach him some of this stuff. He really is going to be good. He's 20. He he's just so turned quick. 21. He's so quick. In the pick and roll, he'll be elite. Um, so, yeah, and then my other guy, Cole Anthony. I mean, look, 
we talked about how Carolina had like just this season from hell where everything went wrong, none of the pieces fit, there was no spacing because those grad transfers couldn't hit threes like they no, expected. No, no. You look no at that Carolina spins. roster, there's not a single other pro on that team. I mean, Garrison Brooks will have a nice overseas career. He won't, yeah. But, like, I mean, maybe Baycott turns into... They had yeah. no wings. They like, had we, nothing. They still don't. And he was he missed 11 games, and by the time he came back, the season was in the toilet, and he's trying to do too much as it is. I mean, I just remember watching that first game of his against Notre Dame because I had money on it, and he just was going off. Dude can create his own shot, and you look at... In high school, he was just considered the best player in that class throughout. I mean, he won McDonald's mm-hmm. All-American MVP, Jordan Brand Classic MVP, Hoops yeah. Summit MVP. I yeah. mean, the dude was... And then one year, he just has his bad year. But it is the year where it, he saw an uptick in competition. So that's got to be considered. And he wasn't efficient. But I, I, I would bet on him maybe turning it around. And He's a play well with be more efficient team player, I guess. Yeah, that's very true. Because there's times he got frustrated with his team. It's really like, come on, dude. Like, you know what they are. Like, yeah. <laughs> so those are, those are the two <laughs> I throw. They are. Yeah. That's funny. Those are the two I would throw out there as yeah. guys who I think could be stars. You want to go ahead and take the next one because I took yours and you might steal mine. I'm the sure, starter one? Sure, sure. I actually, oh, I wasn't necessarily prepared. But you know what? A guy we've talked about <laughs> so many times on this podcast, Cassius Stanley. Damn it. That I, was mine. Yes, I knew it. As soon as you said take yours, no. I was like, yep. Well, I, we don't get it. Like he's he just, he's like Donovan Mitchell. He's look, he's I don't he's know if he'll six, be that good, but he's still. six five, six five, six he's six. Even. Athletic like crazy. He best Duke, athlete in this draft. At Duke, he was thought of as not a good shooter, and he got better throughout the season. 39%. He played his best basketball towards the end of the year against the ACC competition. Yes, he, like I can't mention it. he's an athletic freak. He is such a freak. Dude can dude will dude is like a dunk contest champion in the future, possibly, yes. if he yeah. makes it. Yeah. Um even if his career goes down, it's like a Chase Buddinger. <laughs> dude, like what are they like I don't know, like how you can like say this guy is not just an elite. He's 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 an so elite young. athlete from Duke who played well in big games and was always competitive and always got the extra loose ball, always was competitive on defense, blocking shots, he's a finishing good, plays he's in transition. He's a defender, he's a yeah. defender too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was East all good. We don't there. get it. We yeah. don't get this, NBA. I, Cassius Stanley might go in the second round, and that's just baffling. <laughs> I just don't see a way this dude isn't in the NBA for like 10 years with how athletic he is, how committed he is, how we hear about his hard work, his work ethic, and then not even just what you hear about his work ethic off the floor, just to hear that about a lot of guys. I see his work ethic on the floor. He works his ass off. He's diving after loose he, balls. He's the most energized, competitive dude got, on the team. He has the most NBA talent on that Duke team from last year. I don't even think I, it's close. I, 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 don't, I agree with you. I mean, people might pick Trey Jones, and I hope or Trey Burn Jones Carey. has a good Burn Carey's like a lottery pick. Oh, and I think he's going to get picked late second round, actually. He should. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where he's going to end up going. This His teams are kind of found 15. him out. Yeah, I mean, Stanley... He's got, he's, Vernon Carey's a guy that's going to be easy to stop in the NBA. He's a worse yeah. version of Julio Okafor. I mean, you're, you're right. <laughs> he is. He, he, he is. He put up worse numbers. He's, like, even slower. Even, like, he's just not... He's a good defender in college, but, I mean, he's just going to get annihilated. He's 270 pounds. Like, he's overweight. Vernon <laughs> yeah, Carey oh, is. I mean, he legit is. Uh, okay, you want to go for your second one? I hadn't really thought of my second guy yet. Yeah, you can go I'll ahead go with one. Devin Dotson. Ooh, okay. So, the reason I say this, and this is depending on the team, mm-hmm. I would love for him to go on the Raptors. So, because I, I talked to you a little bit about this, because I asked about the height of the players. He's not... The, that sounds good, actually. I like he's this. He's not the tallest player. He's 6'1", 
Oh, okay. Like, and I just think he can, he could replace Van Vliet because he's a, is he an unrestricted free agent? Van, yeah, Van Vliet's probably going to get maybe the most money of any player in this free agency. Yeah. So and he that, might be gone. They might be looking for a point guard late in the first round or early yeah. in the I mean, season. and we talked, we talked before the show about this, but, uh, Terrence Davis, one of their guy, one of their main breakout <laughs> rookies, got a uh, got got arrested on uh, assaulting for assaulting a woman. <laughs> so Jeez. we'll see. We don't know what his future is. Not good. Um, but anyway, we talked about Devin Dotson before. He was one of my favorite players last year. He was maybe the best player on the best team mm-hmm. last year. Yes. Um, so he's like he's like the quickest guard outside. Maybe not. Maybe Cole Anthony's faster. Mm-hmm. He's got the Oh god, he was just so good. I don't understand why he's lower. Really smart player. He's a good defender. I don't know. I don't get why he was. I don't know. You don't get it. I don't. Not at all. Okay. I guess my next guy. He's young for his age too. For his like age group, he's younger than. Uh, That's right. Precious Achua. He is because I think he might have reclassified. Yeah. Yeah, him and Achua are both very. I don't know if he reclassified. Did he might have? Yeah, true. It was like because, old, old for his class. He's like twenty already. Yeah. Who was the other guard they got last year? Quentin Grimes, because Grant Grimes, Grimes was like the higher recruiting, higher That's rated right. one. He was. Yeah. Um. Well, you got your. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna go with a guy I just really loved in college and loved watching, and the stats didn't do him justice. Can I guess what you're gonna do? Yeah. Malachi Flynn. Oh, no, but I'm going to go with, I thought about him. I'm going with Miles Powell. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, people just, like, really don't value Powell. And I'm like, look, I, I get he shot 28% from three, but he took 13 a game. Like, he was, the, he was like, quadrupled covered he, he on every to. shot. He had to. Too. You watch that team. They're, if he goes out of the, when he was, like, injured for a couple games and he or whenever he was on the bench, like, they were dead. They had nothing. They had nothing going because Powell was creating everything, and he's a very underrated passer. Mm-hmm. Very underrated passer. That's why I think that's where I think kind of he could have some value. Where he could come in and I think play some point guard for you. Just be so threatening because he's a, he can make the deep three. Like he's so no problem doing that. He hasn't always been efficient, but you get him open shots in the NBA rather than being guarded. Like I mean, it was ridiculous how covered he was. So I, to me, that's a guy that like he could really fill it up in college. He's big, big bodied guy, muscular. Um, yeah, just good defender too. Team defender. Alright. You got one? My next one. Yeah. Might be alright, so I I'll predict. He's the best pro prospect from Arizona. Ooh. Zeke Nodge. I love Zeke Nodge. Yeah. I really love him. He's he's he was born in two thousand one. Okay. That's he's young. Yeah. <laughs> he's younger than us. He's pretty athletic. And okay, pretty athletic? Some of, yeah. He's a some of this crazy he lacks. Explosiveness, really? Which is ridiculous. I disagree. Right. I, I disagree. disagree. And that was his main. That was like the main weakness on this site. Mm. Oh, God, I I just think he's just can do a lot. He's got so much room to grow, kind of mm-hmm. like a Chua in that way. Yeah, he might honestly be like, a, he might honestly be a better version of what I think a Chua can be if he reaches his full potential. Yeah, yeah, that could it could depend on like. Where he goes, I guess. Obviously, fit. Yeah, whether they're willing to invest game the, minutes in him. The coach investing in him. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of players are. That's how football. I think football is like that too. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fit. I mean, football is probably more so than basketball, yeah, but yeah, it, it, it matters a lot where you go. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, with Najee, the, the knock on him has been his defense, but like, I've always thought with guys who are so athletic and who are big men, you can, usually, 11, yeah, you can right? usually end up teaching defense. Like, defense is usually an effort thing, and to me, he has always put in a lot of effort. Yeah. He's just not always been, like, oh, he's gonna, spatially he's aware, guard like, fours. making the right reads. And, like, fours, like, is, like, the one position, like, if you had to be have a weakness, that's mm-hmm. the one position in defense to be fours. Because who's, like, an elite four? If you have an elite four, it's usually, they're going to be guarded by your best your best, your best defender. Wing, probably. Yeah, your best wing or your, your center who's really good, like, whatever. And, like, worst case scenario, you just, I don't know, it... Worst case scenario, he just guards another guy. <laughs> like for him to reach his ceiling, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to become a jump, uh, like a guy who can knock down threes at a, at like thirty five percent plus, which I think he showed he's capable of. He's got a nice form. He really is good in the pick he and roll. He didn't shoot much. He shot about thirty percent, yeah. mm-hmm. not even a shot a game. Mm-hmm. But I think he we've shot, we've seen big guys pick up sh- the shot before because it's easier for them a than a guard. Amount, I guess. It's easier Let's for a see. big guy to pick up shooting than a guard because guards just have to create their own shot off the dribble, fadeaways, no, coming off screens. That's just a catch and shoot. Yeah, thing. his is just pick and pop. If yeah. you can just hit that top of the key three, and then I mean he's obviously athletic enough to become a good rim protector. And in the pick and roll, he's so quick down the on the roll. I mean, dude can just finish. I do want to say with Josh Green, who's another one from Arizona, mm-hmm. I don't see like you can enlighten me. How is he a good pro prospect? Uh, well, I'd say... Other than he's young. He's got a, a terrific body. He really gets after it on defense, which you just okay. like to see. Also, I mean, he averaged 12 a game, and Arizona's went under the radar, but I, he's got a really good form. He's got a lot of got a lot of traits you really like. That, he like, didn't shoot well, but he does have a good form. Good form, yes. Didn't shoot, like, crazy good. Nose can finish at the rim. Like, there's just a lot of... He's really raw, except... He he's made also about got one some every three shots he took. Yeah. But yeah. He's got some skill. I, I can see why a team would talk themselves into I him guess, in the first round. Alright, yeah. I mean he's low not low. He's in the first round of any of this. So mm-hmm. I guess I mean in this draft, you never know. He's just But got, I don't see how he's He's got a he's got thirty the, picks better than Cassius Stanley. <laughs> oh no, he's not. <laughs> no, Cassius Stanley should go before him. Yeah. But yeah. we'll yeah. see you though. Um okay, you want to go first with a deep, deep sleeper? You want me to? All right. Um, hmm. We get two. Yes. All right. I've actually already got my sleeper. And we're going to homer pick. We're going to go Dwayne Sutton. Dwayne Sutton. Oh, man. That is a deep, deep one. Blue collar. Blue collar. (laughs) Hardworking. Work or. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, hey, listen. All over the floor. Just grabbing out of the cliche bag. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Diving on the floor. Yeah. Oh, good defender, you know. Great he defender. Sh- he can shoot. Versatile is, I versatile, think, the versatile. the key with him. He's a really good rebound. Two, three, or four, he can probably play. Yeah. I mean, people love small ball four now. Grant Williams got drafted basically off small ball four and five potential. <laughs> I mean, he's fine, but like Sutton can play that small ball four. He can play shooting guard with his mm-hmm. dude. So versatile. Not saying he will get a two way two way deal, but he should. Why not? I hope the G League at least looks at him. Although who knows if there will be a G League? And the, yeah, no, I, probably not. Yeah, who even knows? I think they they don't even care. <laughs> yeah, although like development Which could is important. Suck. I don't For understand. There are a lot of players that are like stupid enough to although, like, skip. There has to be a G League because they just offered all those high school players three hundred thousand dollars a year to 
go and play in the G League. There's a lot of players that are survived by the G League. Like yeah. They wouldn't even be in the NBA if it wasn't for being in the G League. And a lot of teams use that G League as a developmental tool. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I think they'll find a way to have some G League games this year. <laughs> Dump a lot of more money, though. Yeah, I mean, well, shoot. Like, why not? I, the teams will pay for it, I bet. I, or who knows? Um, can you imagine how much tickets are going to cost in, like, a few years? Like, once you can actually have fans and... Well, because they gotta, they got to get back to get, where... They have to make up for all their losses. Mm-hmm. They projected... They lost, like, 10% in revenue this year. And also, like, those ratings in the bubble, especially once football came back, I mean, they just got crushed. Oh, yeah. They got Kay- crushed. Kayla's sister works for the Chicago Bulls ticket office. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, she might lose her job. I was like... Kayla, honestly, like if they need, not surprising. If, like, no, but if they, but if an NBA team needs to employ somebody, mm-hmm. they need to employ the ticket office people. Oh yeah, they need to sell them. the tickets. Yeah, like I, they're gonna have limited fans. They need people that need are good at selling tickets. Mm-hmm. If she's good at what she's doing. They're gonna. Have oh yeah. But I mean, that's if they're even allowed to have a lot of fans. Uh, they're gonna have to. Yeah, unless they go to a bubble again, mm-hmm. which worked. But which is great. They lost so much so money. money. Yeah. So much money they lost. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, okay, I guess I'll go with my first guy, my deep, deep sleeper. His name is, he went to New Mexico State University, mm-hmm. and his name is Trevelin Queen. Trevelin Queen. Trevelin Queen. I like the name. He is, he is so, like, he's such a, like, swaggy type of player. Like, I don't even know how to describe him. He's just got that, like, he's really wiry. He shoots well. He, like, he's a really, really late bloomer, and is, like, just now becoming good at basketball. He was like a wide receiver forever, and then he like picked up basketball like late in his college career. So this guy's like kind of old, but like he is like he already he like has some tricks on the basketball court with like his ability to move and get open and like shimmy and get like some space for a shot open. He's got some tricks that are that? like really professional, and I'm like this guy's like what really was that young to Lakers the game. Lakers player, he came in, he did like a ten day contract. Andre Ingram, yeah, mm-hmm. and he he was like balling out. He had like. Yeah. Just random ass moves. Like, he's like a 12 year G League veteran. <laughs> yes. I'm like, damn, this guy's good. Maybe that'll be Traveling Queen. Traveling Queen in 12 years. Yeah, look, I'm thinking Traveling Queen is going to make, is going to find a way into a roster because people he's, are going to like his personality. He's going to have a good game in the NBA and then I'm going to look back like five or six years from now and be like, where does that name come from? Ah, yeah. Like, and then you got to text me and be like, hey, Traveling man, Queen. Remember Traveling Queen? <laughs> Hey, look, Traveling Queen, he's just fun to watch, and he's got, I don't, I don't really know what it is about his game, but I just, like, like it, and I think he's got some, like, real NBA role player qualities with, like, his, he's really smart, like, he's just a really smart defender, and, like, passer, and just moves really well within an offense, so I, I don't know, he's really deep sleeper, but he's a guy I really like. Um, okay, you got another one? This isn't as deep as the last one. No, I'm going to go with Peyton Pritchard. Mm. He's an older yeah. player, yeah, like pretty short, not that athletic. No, but I, but he's 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 got like that Van Vliet type thing where he's like really, like he's very like kind of big for his size. But like he's bruising guard. Just a, he's just a good play basketball player. He's just, clutchest guy in the country last year. Man. I mean, like like you look at him, and you're like, all right, we can stop him. He's just nobody could stop. Nobody. Him. Nobody. He's like deceptively quick around, like off of pick and roll screens, getting around his defender. Jalen Brunson and T.J. McConnell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> T.J. McConnell, but like the dude can like pull up from like 35 feet. Aaron Kraft. <laughs> Aaron Kraft. <laughs> no, TBT that wasn't legend. as much as a sleeper because he's like projected to possibly get drafted. Yeah. Yours, I, I don't think I've 
heard of. <laughs> Trevlin? Yeah. No, Trevlin will be not drafted, I can almost assure you. If he is, I'll be, I'll be, I don't know, I'll be hooping and hollering. All right, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll tweet out the, out of the two-man two main game, game podcast feed. Yeah. for first time in a while. <laughs> well, I, I deleted Twitter, or I had, like, Twitter, I had to re-download it for some reason, and I just had, haven't put it back on my phone yet. Because, yeah, because we've been having success without it. We haven't even yeah, needed a Twitter yeah. account. Um, I have it. I just... But if you'd love to go follow at 2MG, I mean, look, we welcome everybody. <laughs> okay, so I guess now my another my last deep, deep sleeper. Uh, this guy shouldn't be a deep sleeper because he's a really good college player this year, one of the best players in the ACC. It's uh, Mamadi Diakite. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He just... I'm, Really athletic, like kind of like solid player. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some like herky jerkiness to his ability to like score in the post, and like I, I don't know, he's just like he's really long. He really improved since last year, and obviously, like look, you know, he's a good defender, he's an elite defender, elite yeah. defender. Like it's not just because he played at Virginia. Like dude can block shots, he gets gets rebounds. Just smart player, and um, yeah, I just think he's really athletic, and he's a dude that like you can just play. Like we were talking about earlier, you can just play him at the four and. You can kind of put him there against four or fives on defense. He could probably guard the perimeter. Um, he he showed the ability to hit threes last year. If he can continue doing that, obviously, like that's that's a prerequisite if he's going to be able to have success because mm-hmm. he's just going to have to hit threes. He did everything well. Yeah. What's, what's crazy is he, he jumped averaged, a lot. He averaged two fouls. Dude, yeah, he's for a smart guy, player. A big big guy mm-hmm. that you know is block shots. That's very impressive. Mm-hmm. It's also this bullshit Virginia. Where they won't yeah, it's a call re- reflection <laughs> of their conservative style and yeah, yeah, all but that stuff. Still, um, it's impressive. I like, like Diakite. He's super athletic. Gives me some Brandon Clark vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that he's going to be as good. I, I highly doubt that. But um, just with his development, because he's another guy who's probably a late bloomer. Like he, he every year, in those first two years, he wasn't like. Didn't do much at Virginia that third year. Oh, he he kind of became the small. Ball. He, he kind of became that small ball five, and they faded away from playing Jack Salt, and then they won with him, and he made that huge play against Purdue, obviously. Yeah. But they had a breakout year this year. Went under the radar because Virginia wasn't as good, but I think he's worth a look. Yeah, you mentioned the play against Purdue. Yeah. When as soon as I hear that name, that's all I think of is like the little. Is the like, <laughs> I, I still think that's like maybe the most underrated play of like the last decade. You know, like, if that, I did the that, the odds of that because all right, think about all the adrenaline, all the adrenaline running yes. through your veins. I'd probably catch it and just shoot it, and it'd go like two inches, or it'd fly over the backboard, or, or that, yeah. or just throw it at the backboard. Oh, yeah. like it's not going, like it's not going in if I do that. And that's, that's he's not a hard, guy that can make floaters. It looks close, <laughs> and it is. It's not easy. That's like, a ridiculous shot. Like, you know you have to rush. There's so much adrenaline. Like, that's not an easy you shot. Don't, nobody takes that shot normally. Like, a one-handed, like, standstill floater like, from like near the free throw line. And catch at your head and then just turn and then just, like, he caught him with, put it down. Cut him with less, less than a second left. I, I mean, know. and Kihei Clark, to make that pass, is, like, that. That's, ballsy. That might be the best pass Dude, in I, any tournament. 99% of the players would have shot that half-point shot. Like oh yeah, I mean, and I I still I, I mean think I would have too. I, I don't even know how they got it off because he throws it at one second. <laughs> it's it is I can't, I've watched it so many times and I still cannot understand how the physics of it work. No. How like there's like two seconds left right as he grabs it and he just launches it and somehow Dikite catches it one hand mm-hmm. floater in and that's the force it's, overtime. It's it's because they're it's Virginia and Louisville. 
Okay. Yes. They have all the luck. Oh they my need. god, that game wasn't in the Yum Center. <laughs> Yum Center, Virginia is just unmatched. Yes, you can't. They're not going to lose a game there. <laughs> no. Actually, I think they did this year, but still. There you go. <laughs> oh god. They, and then Walden Tensei goes off. So they have somebody <laughs> have luck. They have hey, some. They hey, have luck. Just wait for the Walden Tensei breakout this year. You ready? He's not going to break out. He's going to no. do exactly what he did last <laughs> He's year. He's just going to be a little bit better. He's going to be I'm either 28.73 a game, like seven threes in the game, mm-hmm. or five. That's it. That's yeah. what it's going to be. It's gonna <laughs> like be uh, zero points. Eight threes, seven or eight threes, or nothing. That's mm-hmm. what he does. Yeah. All right, well, Goss, it was good. We got, we got, we got some draft takes in there. I guess. That was a, how long was that? We're almost at an hour. We're pretty consistent. We get everything I, I, we, we want to say done. We're making a consistent hour-long, uh, hour-long show here. I guess next week be on the radio. No, oh, yeah, we'd be great. Uh, we would, we would always hit our deadlines with the breaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get. I mean, I guess we can talk next week about the um, some of the top guys because we haven't really done a whole ton about them. No, but I don't really care. It's more fun to do that. Yeah, the deep, deep college. And honestly, shows. I'd rather they're way more interesting than the top because I don't even know half the top people. Like, I mean, I know all the names, and like, I'm aware. Well, I know the names, but, like, but didn't have DJ. I couldn't give you an objective fact about him. Killing Haynes couldn't give you a good fact. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I think I've watched him a total of, like, five minutes. Yeah, you watch O'Conquer, and you're like, wait, this guy's going to like, top five? Like, what? <laughs> okay. I can tell you a good amount about Devin Vassell. There you go. I've never seen hey, a mellow ball play. You've like, seen those Devin Vassell clips with him. People are real, NBA teams are really worried. They saw a clip of him and his like form changed a little bit, and he's like hit. He's got like a hitch, and they're all freaking out. Oh, it's, like, it's a Mark helpful One around. video, <laughs> they're freaking out. Yeah. Oh man, if Devin Vassell is Tyrell Terry, look out for him. Everybody's high on Tyrell Terry. I've also seen him once. He, uh, and he played very well. Well, people are freaking out about him since over the summer he grew two inches and added like 20 pounds of muscle, which I don't know how you can only add 20 pounds of muscle without adding only any muscle. fat. But yeah, yeah. He, had, he had fat. <laughs> hey, Zion added pure muscle. They're like, Zion Williamson's added 40 pounds of raw muscle. And I'm like, really? He looks like a doughboy. He looks a little chunky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I guess that's it for this week. Um. Catch us, catch us soon. I mean, the college basketball season's coming up. We're we're gonna do some big preview stuff. I think. Oh, I can't. Yeah, wait. we. I'm 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 getting so excited. Preview. We might we should we do some like, on the on the days where we have like big slates of college games, we might we might, we might need to do some like late night recap. <laughs> throw throw the podcast up in the morning, you know. Mm, mm, getting excited. Alrighty, as always. Where is Chris Early? <laughs>